Okay, so welcome to another Pause and Discuss episode, and I'm very happy to be here today with Norma Robinson, who's a friend of mine and also the lead for simulation up here in Toowoomba at the UQ Rural Clinical School. And I've just been watching this fabulous interprofessional simulation program that she runs called Silver Q. Uh, And it's a combination of medical students from University of Queensland here, as well as University of Southern Queensland nursing students. And I must say, I've seen plenty of interprofessional education in my time, Norma. Not all of it has an authentic feel to it, but this was just great. I really saw the engagement from the students and the multidisciplinary facilitators. And we'll talk a bit more about how it looks, but just give me a sense of why you did this to start with. Well, it started because there was a gap that was identified by our medical officers and also our um, nurses who saw that many of the med students and nursing students didn't necessarily have a good understanding of their own role and for some reason they kept feeding back that they had never worked with, with each other, which seems crazy when you think that they're working in hospitals on a regular basis. The other thing that came back from our medical students, our postgraduate medical students, was that they, whilst they thought they'd had a great training program, they felt they weren't being taught how to be a doctor. So Mm -hmm. that intern readiness. Um, We don't necessarily just focus on intern readiness, we're focusing on work readiness as well within this program. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of really wanting to have that practical approach as well as real approach had to be a team and interprofessional based one. That's correct, yes. And, and, And learning how to communicate each with each other, realising that nurses can be a valuable part of the role. The other thing is um, from that in from a perspective that it's real time that the med students realise that things take time, such as drawing up a dangerous drug. I can remember an incident probably six years ago where I had to stop the simulation because I had a medical student quite upset because his morphine didn't arrive as quickly as it would normally in, in a movie. And <laughs> he thought it was, should be just there. So we had to stop the simulation and go through the process with him and, and his colleagues to understand that these things do take time and that he could continue on doing other things while the nurses were busy doing yeah. that. And were busy doing yeah. that. And you really helped him dodge a bullet there because it's great for him to have had that experience in simulation. Well, he's now on a, um, a training pathway and he I don't know how many times he's thanked me for that learning curve. He said it was one of the best um, experiences that he ever had and then he took that into his practice pretty much immediately. Yeah. So, look, I'm just going to run through for our listeners what it's been looked like to me. So you've got a number of stations running at the one time. In each scenario, they're pretty common scenarios. There's a pneumonia, a post-op thyroidectomy, a fellow with urosepsis, a younger patient with asthma, you know, common and important conditions. And in each case, it seems a nursing student comes in, does an initial assessment, then the medical student comes in, there's a handover, and there seems to be quite an emphasis on that. They continue in their joint assessment and institutes and management. Uh, I noticed you're using simulated patients, which, as you know, I'm a big fan of, particularly for these more junior learners. And uh, you've got both a medical nursing facilitator with each group. And having watched the debrief, that's really got a lot to value in it because it seems that you can get both those perspectives into a good, genuine, interprofessional discussion. And it seems there's high expectations of those students, but 
but at the same time quite a lot of support for them. Uh, and I guess just for the simulation moulage folks, I've also seen some fabulous fake sputum and some really excellent sweat on the brow, so plenty of lovely simulation things in there. So it seems to me like this is a genuine interprofessional experience, and yet somehow you've had to combine two different educational institutions to doing it. So a lot of us really get pulled up there. Tell us, how did you manage the change management part of this? Um, it was difficult at times, but I think in rural and remote areas where it's a little bit different from working in the metro and... Uh, Perhaps me coming from a nursing background, it was easy to get that network going and nurses from USQ also involved. I think the big thing is I also want to explain that this program doesn't exist just here. It exists also at our other sites within the Rural Clinical School, UQ. And so we have them involved with USQ nurses in um, Harvey Bay in Bundaberg and Rockhampton, we had to go to another university, and that meant, yet again, wow. more faculty, more university sites, and that's Central Queensland University at Bundaberg and Rockhampton. Yeah, just for our international listeners, to give you some idea, that sort of geographic span is in the order of sort of 1,000 kilometres kind of radius, so this is an extensive reach that Norma has managed to do. Um, and... The, the wonderful thing about with Central Queensland University, they have paramedical science there. So we've also integrated, particularly in our ED model, uh, paramedical science um, students. Mm. So we have, yet again, another area where there's an, a, uh, an extension of um, another handover involved to nurses and doctors, um, paramedical students, in, in, as you know, in remote areas and rural areas often have to hang around and help out mm. to assist um, a smaller team. So mm. they are getting that experience of understanding what it's like to actually work with medical students mm. and... and um, as mm. well. So there's a real driving ethos of the interprofessional. One of the challenges whenever you try and distribute and scale up these sort of programs is getting consistency. Do you have a faculty development or uh, preparation and submission and support for the people who act as facilitators? Uh, yes, I was the team lead. I went and travelled to all of these areas and helped uh, assist. Um, we share through internet, basically. Mm -hmm. We have um, all those resources through a Dropbox. I've developed um, handbooks for the whole program, uh, for our supervisors, for our um, actors, etc. as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, you've certainly inspired me to go back and think about some further links with our nursing schools who are in the local area. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about the program? Um, I, I suppose the, the, it's been the longevity of it. Funding is a big issue, as you know, and I was very lucky to get HWA funding. Prior to HWA funding, it was really through the generosity of the healthcare professionals in the region. Um, we have these wonderful people in the community who believe in the program and maintain the sustainability of it. And I think that says a lot um, for years that we are getting our graduate nurses and medical officers coming back as supervisors, um, which has been integral to the continuation. And these many of these students have either been actors, 
Then they've been participants as fourth years and now they're coming back as, as supervisors. So we're getting peer-on-peer -peer evaluation and, and mm. feedback, um, which is exceptional. And this is something I've really seen with the rural medical schools in particular that I've been involved with, but I imagine other health professional schools as well, is this building a workforce pipeline. And I totally agree. One of the emergency registrars that I met when I was up here yesterday, she's down there being a facilitator and she's been here since being a student. And I think this is what we call the rural advantage by being in a rural clinical school. Without the community of Toowoomba and surrounds and all the rural areas served in Queensland, thank you. And, uh, and I'd like to thank you for a nice little chat. And for anyone who is interested, I'm sure Norma would welcome you with open arms if you want to come and see how it's done. So thanks More again. More than happy. Well